Do you ever feel like you start the day off super well and then somewhere in the afternoon or maybe in the evening time, you just run out of energy? Do you feel like you are just struggling to push and will your way through the rest of the day and that to-do list just stares back at you with no crosses or check marks, whichever you like, and you're just thinking, how am I going to get things done? Well, let me tell you, you are not alone. And the thing is, there is a way for you to get more out of your day, but it's by aligning your energy levels with your task in your day. So in this episode, you're going to learn how to do just that. My guest is going to walk us through how we can learn our different energy levels so that we can maximize our day and also how we can manipulate things, especially when those peaks and valleys of energy come and go, we can work our way around those peaks and valleys so that we can get more done. So if you are wanting to learn how to do just that, this episode is for you. So let's jump on in. You are listening to The Real Happy Mom Podcast, the weekly podcast for busy working moms to get inspiration, encouragement, and practical tips for this journey called motherhood. My name is Tony Ann, and you are listening to episode 182. All right. On the podcast, we have a returning guest. We have Miss Kimberly back. So welcome to the podcast. Yay. So happy to be back. Yes. Yes. So if you are listening and you're like, what do you mean she was on a podcast? Let me tell you. Actually, um, I, I think I told you this, how you were kind of the inspiration behind what got me started with Real Happy Mom. So before Real Happy Mom podcast, there was a Real Happy Mom blog. And there was an article that Ms. Kimberly wrote about self-care and um, the different cups of self-care. And that kind of gave me some inspiration to talk about some different things regarding self-care. And I use that kind of as like, um, kind of like a pillar of some of the topics that I talked about initially on the, the uh, blog and eventually turned into the podcast. So Ms. Kimberly is a huge inspiration to me and I love everything she does. And I'm super excited that you accepted the invitation to come back. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me back. I'm happy to be here. I like being a return guest. I feel like we're we're besties now or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Now, if someone is listening and they have never heard of you before, can you just share a little bit about you and what you do? Sure. So I'm a marriage mentor. I, I like to jokingly call myself a marriage strategist because we work a lot with strategy. Um, and I work with women and couples to help them create really stronger and more fulfilling marriages. And I mean, who doesn't want that? Um, I'm in private practice and I also lead retreats and small groups. Um, and I focus on self-care as well as working on relationships because that's part of working on relationships is making sure your self-care is in line. Um, I especially really enjoy working and helping with people, um, so that they can take a whole person approach. That's why I do focus on some of the self-care. Um, and anybody that's in like a struggling marriage, it's, it just, is nice to come alongside them and work with them and help them get to a better point where they understand each other. And so that's, that's my, that's my thing, helping people with their struggling marriages. Yes. And you do a phenomenal job of that. I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, but you. I know today we are talking about something a little bit different and we're um, really kind of going to jump into how we can get more out of our day by understanding 
and aligning our natural energy levels with our task. So before we even get into all of the wonderful goodness that I know we're going to jump into, like, let's just start off, like, what is it with these energy levels and and what do you mean by aligning um, yourself with your energy levels? Yeah. So, well, let me just say, first of all, I am like one of the busiest people around. I have so much crammed into my day, so much on my plate. And, um, and then during COVID, my husband and I wrote a book and it's like, I'm just super busy and there's no way I could get everything done if I didn't go with my natural energy levels and get them aligned. And what that means is you look at your natural tendencies for, I have more energy at this time of the day or less energy at this time of the day. And you look at your tasks and you align them because when they're not in alignment, you don't get as much done. You're more frustrated. You're more bored. You're more irritated and you're not as productive. So my philosophy is we want to align those things and it requires a little bit of effort and tracking in the beginning. And then it also helps you to understand why you might be cranky at certain times. Or I even had a client recently, she was working on moving her child's nap time so that she could get more out of her day, not understanding that it was um, an issue with her energy. So I'm not talking like, oh, energy and crystals or anything like that. Um, If that's your thing, fine. But this is more about understanding your natural highs and lows, or what I call peaks and crashes in the day and how to get those in alignment so that you can get more out of your day and your, your life, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No. And you brought up something there where you talk about peaks and crashes, because I know in the morning time for me, that's when things are peaking up. And then usually around the afternoon-ish, around like two o'clock is when it starts to come down. And then definitely by the evening time, it has crashed to the floor. Like <laughs> we're done. Um, So I, I know a lot of times we can, if we sit back and think about it, we can see like, okay, like when I have the most energy, um, definitely it, you, it can be morning or afternoon or even evening, but, um, is there a way that you could even change that? Like, or is that something that's kind of set in stone? Well, you can, um, but, <clears throat> and there's some ways that people do work to change it. And there's even what I call false peaks and false crashes. But first of all, let me just acknowledge my crash time in the afternoons is three o'clock. And I know that. So you have a crash at two o'clock. So obviously at two o'clock in the afternoon, you don't want to be doing anything super difficult, challenging, like, Hey, I just got, you know, done doing my taxes a few days ago. I was not doing those during my crash time, you know? So you want to take the things that are, you know, you want to look at your energy levels by let, how about we do this? Why don't we start with how we figure out when our highs and our lows are, and then we'll talk about if we can manipulate them. Yeah. 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 Let's do that. Okay. So your peaks and your crash times, here's what typically happens. Um, kind of imagine like a rolling wave going up and down, up and down. So you've got like a crest and a trough or a peak and a crash. And roughly these are going to be when you get to your trough or your crest, um, when you're at your peak or your, um, crash time, they're really about a good solid 35, 30 to 45 minutes. And then on each side of that, you're either ramping up or you're ramping down. So you've got a good two and a half hours in each peak and each crash. So they go through this wave throughout your day. And um, what we want to do is we want to look at those and we want to assess those so that we can start aligning them. So what I have my clients do, first of all, is I say, pick a typical week. Okay. And it's got to be typical because otherwise your information is going to be all messy. 
Um, so pick a typical week in your life and then just get like a piece of like binder paper or something. And for every hour of the day, even the ones that you're not awake, every hour of the day, you're going to give yourself a rating of what was my energy level from a one is really low um, to a seven, which is high. And if you're asleep, just put an X in there is what I tell my clients. And then what you're going to do is after a week of that, you're going to look at your patterns. You're going to see, oh, wow, at two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm giving myself a two. Um, and sometimes there'll be, a, you know, you'll have like an anomaly, like, wow, I was really low this day. Well, maybe I didn't sleep well or something like that. So you're looking for when your natural patterns are. And sometimes students, not students, um, clients will want to do this more than once, they'll even do it with the seasonal change because seasonal change and time zone changes and things like that will also impact this. So most people are going to have two of those peaks and two of those crashes flanked on each side by about an hour ramping up or an hour ramping down. That's the first thing we do is we got to figure out when those are. Then what we do is we're going to make a list of your most common tasks and things that you do. I, I encourage people to come up with at least 25 things. And these are things at work and at home. And they could be something as simple as grocery shopping, you know, bill paying, laundry, getting your car serviced, yard work, whatever. Or maybe it's things you do at work. There's meetings you have or whatever it is for you. What are your common things you're doing? Then each one of those 25 things, you're going to assess those. You're going to say, what do those require of me? Do they require me to be at a seven? Do they require me to be at a three? What do they require and why? Because sometimes the why can be changed. So it doesn't require that amount, but like, you know, people say, don't go grocery shopping when you're hungry. Well, don't go when you're crashing either because that doesn't work. Right? So <clears throat> that's one of the things we're going to also look at is understanding that. Okay. So are we good so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. loving all of it. So, so shoot for 25 things. And I do this a lot with my clients because, again, I'm all about marriages and a whole person approach. And one of the problems I have with clients all the time is they come in and they feel there's a mixed match. It's like, well, I'm doing more of the chores and I'm doing more of this and I'm doing more of that. And so we look at what their energy levels are. We look at when are they peaking? When are they crashing? Because that helps us to get to where a point of we're sharing chores more equally and things like that, which would be a whole good topic for us to cover another time. Um, yes. <laughs> right? Because that's a, that's a, I mean, seriously, that is a common, common issue. So if anybody listening is feeling that, trust me, in solidarity, it is something that everybody is dealing with. Okay. So um, <clears throat> what we do then is once we have those things, we look at what our schedule is. Am I trying to do something that requires me to be at a six? When I'm crashing, well, that doesn't work. That makes it harder. You're more frustrated. It's harder to, to calculate. It's harder to think and those things, right? Like when in the afternoon, two o'clock, when you say you're kind of coming down, you're probably not the best person to be making real big life decisions at that time, right? You're like, I don't know about processing everything. I can't think. Wait, what did I just say? So we want to look at these things and we want to start aligning them. Okay. Now, part two of that assessing is that when we're looking at these tasks, we've got to give them that rank, right, of one to seven. And then we really have to start rearranging our schedule to try when we can to accommodate the things that require a five, six, or seven. We are doing those when we are in a peak time. Now, here's one of those tricks. 
First of all, this is not multitasking, people. I am not telling you to multitask because that doesn't necessarily work for some people. We have to think about a task that's going to require a lot of us. We want to start that task when we are ramping up to that peak. So as we are fully in that peak, as we're ramping up to it, we're going to be in a position where we're like, yeah, I'm on a roll. I'm getting this. I'm getting this. I'm doing this. This is good. And then we're not starting that task, that difficult task. when We've got our 30 minute window and then we're trying to finish it on the downslope. That doesn't work. You got to get into it on the upslope as you're going up to your peak time. That's why we're looking at the schedule to see. So you might be at a six at 10 o'clock in the morning and at nine o'clock in the morning, you're at a four. So you want to start something that's going to require a five, six, or seven at at nine o'clock when you're ramping up. So you're going to feel like you're getting that momentum. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm over here taking notes seeing how I can (laughs) implement this here once we get off this call. What can we do? Well, and that's why I say like I recently had a client who um, was slowly moving their child's um, nap time because the child was waking up when the mom was crashing. And, you know, waking up children, they're, they're a little fussy and they're cranky and they're, they're high, they're still kind of tired and they're, you know, it cannot be the best time of that child's day. Some children, it's like, Hey, I wake up and I'm good and I'm happy. And for others, it's not. And so the child was waking up when she was like crashing. She's like, I need a nap. I'm like, let's just do like a slightly move their nap time. So when they're napping, you're crashing and you're starting to come back up when they're waking up. And she was like, afterwards, she's like, hallelujah. She goes, who knew? And I'm like, I did. (laughs) So those kind of things can make a difference. So you've got to get those as much as you can. And I know sometimes you can't. I know you've got like a boss who's got a peak time at 8 a.m. You get into work. You're like, I don't peak till 10. I'm kind of still in my crash. There are things you can do at work. And even difficult conversations, if you've got to have a difficult conversation with somebody that you know or love or whatever, don't do that when you're at a crash time. Don't, you know, just like we say, don't do it when you're hungry. The same thing is true with your energy levels. And so we really want to be wise about the choices we're making based on our natural tendencies that are going to say, hey, I'm ready to go right now, or I kind of need a nap, you know? So that's the second, that's the second thing you're doing is you're going to assess those things. And then the third part really is you're where you're aligning them and you're understanding that I want to shoot to match things that are going to require more of me and less of me so that I am not getting bored. I'm not getting frustrated. I'm able to accomplish things a lot quicker. Um, and you're, you're feeling more empowered. You're feeling more successful. And those are all really good things, right? So that's the basics that we, that I go over with my clients. So any questions on that so far before we talk about if you can manipulate your peak times and crash times? Yeah. Yeah. I, you started to give some examples of certain things that, you know, you would want to make sure that you align at proper times. So I just want to go through a couple more, just so that if anyone is still questioning, okay, like when should I do this? When should I do that? So for instance, I told you like at the end of the day, like I'm done. I don't really want to like I really don't want to talk to anybody, but I kind of have to because I have a family. (laughs) But what does help is like doing like like tidying up and some chores, just some like mindless tasks, like things that don't require me to like really think like something I can just like do. And it helps me to kind of like unwind a little bit. 
So like tidying up is one of those things that I do that helps me to kind of relax a little bit and also makes my house look nice. Cause you know, with two young kids, it, it gets a little messy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, as it but, should. Yeah, as it should. But um, you know, having those conversations like with my husband, I know, you know, he hasn't seen me all day and he wants to talk. Like, you know, when would you say would be a better time? Like if I want to talk about something that's really been bothering me, especially like at work. Um, of course, like at the end of the day, I told you it's not the greatest. So should I possibly call him in the middle of the day or wait till the next day? What would you suggest so that we can align that so that the conversation goes a lot better? Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to applaud you and say that I think tidying up your house and stuff at night when you are at a crash time gives you a sense of accomplishment, but it doesn't require much of you. And that's that's perfect alignment. That is, I would recommend that. I'd say, okay, this gives you a sense of I get to still accomplish something. And then when you wake up in the morning, you're not waking up to feeling like, oh my gosh, I've got to do this. Um, so that is good alignment because that tidying up doesn't require a lot of mental activity. It's just moving through the motions and you can go slower or faster. So I think that that in itself is you're already doing it, right? Now, the conversation with your husband. What I would say is, and I'm not knowing your schedule, like for weekends and certain days, I would say whenever you have a peak time, depending on if it's a difficult conversation and knowing his peak and crash times, because you don't want to be, I'm peaking, you're crashing. That's not going to go well. I would probably not do difficult conversations um, at night with you. I would say just don't. I mean, if it's an emergency, obviously do it. But I would say save it for the weekend when you are not working at all. And you're like, hey, honey, I'm it's noon or it's 10. And I'm let's can we at lunch? Can we sit down and have a coffee, tea, lunch? And can we talk about this topic? And I would save it for a day when you can meet your peak time or both of you are not crashing. Neither of you are crashing. So so I probably wouldn't do them in the evening. I wouldn't recommend them. If you were my client, I'd say don't have the tough conversations. Now, daily at work, if you if that works for you, not knowing what he does for a living, um, I would say if you can do that. But I am really cautious with my clients. Any conversation that could potentially be misconstrued, I say have live. Don't text it. Don't email it. Don't, um, don't do it when they're distracted, maybe when they're at work, because you don't want to revisit it and you don't want to feel like you didn't get heard. So I would save it for a day when you're both home and there, and maybe the kids, um, you know, can be playing for a little bit somewhere else and you're both peaking. Yeah, that is some really good advice <laughs> about not having those conversations on the phone, have it live. So I'm glad you, you threw that one out, but that was really good and really helpful too, because like I said, I know there's certain tasks that we can do kind of mindlessly, like it doesn't require too much effort, but there's some other tasks that really do require, you know, some quite a bit of energy, some mental effort and things of that sort. So that was helpful to see, you know, where we can better place certain tasks throughout our day or or week um, so that we can um, accomplish things better. So I'm feeling pretty good about what you got so far. So I know you showed us those three steps and we're going to move into how we can um, change things up a little bit as far as our peaking crash times. Yeah. So, you know, first of all, it's, it's one of those things that you don't want to do quickly. It's, you know, you don't want to shock to your system. But a lot of us do that. So I don't know. Are you a cap? Are you a coffee drinker? 
you know what? I am trying to lay off of the coffee. I'm trying to do better. <laughs> I'm trying. Okay. I have like one every other day. So that's I'm not I'm judging. <laughs> I'm not judging. Okay. I'm not. My husband can drink coffee all day. He can drink coffee at night. And I'm like, really? I don't drink coffee. If I do have coffee, like, hey, I could do a little cup. I'm like, it. the caffeine just messes me up. So we do have things that we can do to manipulate our peaks and crashes. And I have some of them that I call false peaks and false crashes. Caffeine gives you a false peak. And you've got to be careful with that because when you start doing that, it messes up your system. And so I do know people who are like, man, I have to have my coffee in the morning. My aunt is like that. She's like, don't talk to me before I've had my coffee. I'm like, well, that's because you're waking up in a crash, but okay, I get it. Um, And so, yes, there are things you can do that are false. And then there's things you can do to slowly move and adjust. So let me just talk about the false peaks and crashes for a second. A number of years ago, I was noticing that I was finding around lunchtime that I was like afterwards, like exhausted. You know how people say sometimes they have Chinese food and they need to take a nap afterwards because of the MSG. Um, I was feeling like that. And I'm like, oh my goodness, why am I right now crashing? I should not be crashing. What is going on? And so I, for a couple of days, I noticed that was happening. I'm like, am I getting sick? What's happening? And I realized after some investigation that I was eating some chips with my lunch and the chips had something in them some wonderful flavor that my taste buds loved, but the rest of my body did not. And it was making me afterwards, like just kind of have like a, almost like a sugar crash. And so I had to lay off those because the time where I should be ramping up, my body was like, yeah, no, you gave me something. And no, now you've messed up the whole routine. And so sometimes we will use coffee or food, or if we're crashing and we're like, oh, I've got no energy. I feel like I'm crashing we're prone to overeating, not realizing that we just need to chill and let our body go through this crash time. And then we'll ramp up in a couple hours. It'll be okay. Don't rush to the chocolate. And, um, or some people rush to chocolate. I, maybe, are you a chocolate lover? Yes. You are speaking okay. my language. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So chocolate coffee would be ideal. Um, so you've got to really look at those so that you're not like, oh, I'm tired. I need energy. No, your body's just going through its, its low time. Let it ramp back up. Don't rush to the chocolate. Don't rush to the food to give you energy, especially if you're going to use food to give you energy. That's not going to give you energy. Cause if you do the chocolate or you do some of these things afterwards, you're going to be crashing on the other side. So you're actually like counteracting what your body's naturally trying to do. So those are some of the false things you want to really be careful of because then it it will mess up when you should be peaking and crashing. And then you're like, wait, I don't know. When am I peaking? When am I crashing? Because food will, um, will mess that up. Okay. So that's one of the things I want to mention before we talk about, can I change these? So are, do you have any examples or can you remember a time where maybe you ate something and afterwards you're like, I'm exhausted, but I shouldn't be exhausted right now. Oh yeah. So we have potlucks at our, at work once a month and I banned <laughs> Italian themed potlucks because <laughs> of all of those cars. Like literally, I kid you not, everyone looked like they were like in a food coma and were like passed out, like including me. So yeah. yes, certain foods, yes, I do know, like can definitely send us into sleepy mode or in in, in that crash mode that you're talking about. So yes, yeah, it's definitely. like the Thanksgiving thing. It's yes. that after Thanksgiving, the whole trip to fan and everything from the turkey and everything. And afterwards, you're just like, 
we're all sitting there. Even if you didn't overeat, which you probably would. I'm not saying you, me. I'm, I'm, I'm talking me. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, overeat because it's like every, especially potlucks, everything is so tasty and so good. And you don't get those all the time. You're like, I haven't had this since the last potluck and stuff. And you're like, I want to have some. So those things, the overeating of certain foods or eating certain foods. And everybody has different things. Like um, I have a nephew that has gluten problems. And so he can't do some of those pastas and carbs and things like that. And if he does, it'll totally mess him up. So you've got to also apply it to what's unique to you. What, what foods do you, um, you know, energize you? What do you normally do? And if you, even if you eat outside of your normal routine, it can mess you up. You're like, oh, I don't normally eat at this time, or I normally eat at this time and I haven't eaten. And then your body's like, wait, I'm used to having food. And now I'm starting to crash because I don't have the food. So it's it's really understanding what your natural little ups and downs are. Okay. So yeah, the food coma and the potlucks thing. I, girlfriend, I'm with you. I have the same issues. So I hear you. And good for you for banning the carbs for everybody because you know, they're all probably like, Hey, oh yeah, you're all crashing. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> oh, no clients in the afternoon on um, these days because we're having a potluck. So anyway, now I have to take a quick second and tell you why I have been sleeping like a baby the past few nights. And it is because of cozy earth. I have these pajamas by Cozy Earth that are made with premium bamboo and are temperature regulating. And when I say that these pajamas are soft as butter, you have to see it to believe it. These pajamas are 10 times softer than cotton and actually backed up with a 10-year guarantee. And can you believe that they have been selected to be on Oprah's favorite things? And after these past few nights, I see exactly why, because these pajamas are everything. Now, if you want to get your hands on some of these pajamas, use the coupon code REALHAPPYMOM40 for 40% off, or head on over to realhappymom.com slash cozy and get your pair there. That's realhappymom.com slash cozy. Yes. And they're all upset with me. They're all like, come on, doc, we can just do it one more time. I'm like, nope, nope, we're done. <laughs> You're like, um, not even breadsticks, dang it, you know. Not even um, breadsticks. <laughs> you're like, but I'm but I'm here for you. This is because, you know, but you have to run an office. You know, you have to, you can't, you can't have everybody in food coma. People come in and you're kind of like your mouth's hanging, like, we had a Pollock. I'm not, I'm not okay, <laughs> you know. Yes. So, yeah, I can I have this visual in my head right now of of everybody at the office like enjoying the food and conversation and all that. And then like an hour later, they're just kind of like walking around like we're in like the walking dead or something. Yes, it is. It's not very productive. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It doesn't work. And that's because you've totally messed up your whole peaks and valley thing. So yes, um, definitely. And this is really good to do with people in your life, not just relationships um, like with your mate or even kids. Even kids have these um, start tracking your kids, too, and your husband, uh, but even um, staff. You know, so maybe, maybe people adjust their times and stuff based on, you know, when they come in or when they leave. So, okay. So let's talk about, can we manipulate these? Yes, you can. Okay. Um, but again, we got to be really careful of those false crashes and highs. You know, if you're ill, if you're stressed, if you've got emotional distress, medications, medical procedures. Okay. Like, obviously, if I have to get uh, my molars removed, I'm, my peaks and crashes are all thrown out the window, right? Um, so we've got to definitely acknowledge those things. Now, can we manipulate these? 
absolutely we can. And it requires a slow kind of progression. Like for me, sometimes I travel, I'm on the West Coast, sometimes I travel to the East Coast. And this is part of that whole jet lag thing that people talk about where, wow, I, I should be high, I should be low, I should, what's my crash, what's my whatever. And what we want to do is we want to start making some slow changes. We want to, first of all, you know, assess any of those peaks, um, or anything that's going to be giving us false highs and lows. And you want to start by first changing your sleeping habits because your body is going to respond. And this is part of that circadian rhythm and natural biorhythms and things like that. If you start waking up a little bit earlier or you start going to bed a little earlier or going to bed a little later, it will impact things. And your body needs time to know what the natural thing is. Now, I don't know about you, but I set my alarm, but my body usually wakes me up five to 10 minutes before the alarm. Does that happen for you too, Tony Ann? Yes. Yes. I've noticed yeah. that lately. Because your body's like, oh, I know I'm supposed to be waking up. So I'm going to start my pre-flight, you know, my pre-check, my free, we're starting to wake you up. Well, once your body starts to do that, it starts doing a certain things with cortisol. It starts doing certain things with your blood sugar and things like that. So you, you don't want to all of a sudden start waking up three hours earlier because it, your body's going to go into kind of a shock. But if you start waking up 15 minutes earlier, then <clears throat> that works. And that's what I do when I have to travel to the East Coast. I take about three weeks and I start for one week, I start getting up about 15, 20 minutes earlier. And then the next week I try to get up a half an hour earlier. And then the next week I'm trying to get up like an hour earlier. And I do that slowly to get my body to go, oh, okay, we're getting up earlier now. Okay. I'm going to start sending all the signals out and doing all those things. Now, what will happen is your body will then say, well, if my peak was now at eight o'clock instead of 10 o'clock, then that means my crash, which is going to come like a wave later, is going to start moving as well. So they're going to work again, like the wave, the up and down. If you start moving one of those a little earlier or one of those a little later, like you're getting up later or something like that, that's going to make the others also shift. Okay. So you're not going to be able to manipulate it to have two peaks in a row, but you can scoot them earlier in the day or scoot them later in the night. You can also do things so that you can kind of extend them by minimizing stress and things like that. Okay. So yes, you can move them, you can shift them, but it's not something I want you to do quickly. Got it. Got it. And I like how you brought up sleep because I think that's one thing that we forget a lot about. I think I, at least for me, I know I'm so concerned about my kids making sure that they get enough sleep, but um, it's so important for us too, as well. And then having that regular bedtime um, or sleep and wake up time um, definitely um, is something that I'm so glad that you brought up because yes, it, it really plays a huge role in a lot of things. So um, this was does. really good. When I know when I don't get enough sleep, my system is all messed up. Or if I get up a lot later or a lot earlier, I mean, again, if you're feeling sick or something, because a lot of people right now, you know, we, we talked about allergies and things like that. Um, you and I pre-show, um, you know, people who are going through allergies or there's a season of, you know, people have colds or something like that. Obviously the rules are a little different right then, but you want to try to keep to as much of a schedule as possible because your body's like, oh, I know what to do now. I know what to do now. And obviously, sometimes we're staying up a little later. We're like, oh, there's a show on I want to watch, or the kids went to sleep and I get to spend some time with the hubby. Gosh, uninterrupted time. Those things happen. But 
what you don't want to do is you still, you don't want to start adjusting everything around that. You stay up a little later, don't sleep in. You still want to get up at the same basic time, if at all possible. Sometimes mm -hmm. my clients have problems because they're like, well, my during the week, here's my schedule. I get up at this time. And on the weekends, their schedule is all different. And then Monday and Tuesday, their body's like, wait, what do we, wait, what time are we getting up? And so it takes them a few days for their body to be like, okay, I get my peaks and I know where my peaks and crashes are. So you really want to try to keep to as much of a schedule as possible. And if you do feel like sleep is an issue, the thing I want people to do is during their crash time, take a little mini 15 minute power nap, whether you're in your car, whether you are at home or whatever, take a little power nap. When you wake up, you're going to be coming out of that crash into your peak. Your body will have got that little reset it needed. And you're not going to be, um, messing up the whole daily system because you were sleeping, you're taking a little power nap during your, your crash. Got it. Yeah. And I didn't even think about the power nap because I noticed when I'm not feeling well, whenever I take a power nap, I do feel better. So I'm glad that you reminded me I need to do that probably a little well, more and, often. And sometimes we take a nap and we wake up and we're really groggy and we're like really trying, it's like, wow, why do I feel so horrible? That usually and I've had clients do this and I've done it myself. That usually, if when you look at that, is because you're waking up in a crash. You went to sleep. And when you woke up, you woke up in the middle of your crash time. So it's going to take you a while to get out of that crash. Don't be upset with yourself. Don't be like, oh my gosh, why am I so groggy? I just took a nap. And I've had clients say that like, why? I just took a nap. Why am I not you know, up and energized? Well, because you're waking up in your low point. So if you're waking up in the trough, then just give yourself a little time to wake up. Don't rush to the caffeine or chocolate. Go get yourself some water. Give your body a chance to reset because your, your body's working for you. You just change the rules a little bit. And it's like, well, what? Okay, I'm, I'm in a crash. So sorry, you woke up now. You should have slept another 20 minutes. Or, you know, not that your body says that, but sometimes I think my body talks to me like that. Yes, yes. No, this is good. Good, good, good. And yeah, I, I think my body talks to me all the time. So you're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually pretty nice to me, I'm just gonna say. Um, but but it's pretty clear. It's like, oh, don't eat that anymore. Don't yes, yeah. No, no mm -hmm. Italian potlucks. I'm gonna keep that one in mind. We did have pizza last night. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> keep that in mind. But yeah, those are the things we want to think about when it comes to that. It's like, there's so many little things that if we start messing up our natural um, patterns, that it's going to take a little time to reset that because your body's like, well, wait, this is what I know I'm supposed to be doing. You did something different. So what now? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I, you asked a really good question. So what now? So <laughs> I know a lot of times we'll feel like, oh my goodness, like, what should I do? Like, what, what happens? Like if I, if I'm like, get stuck in this and, but you had already given us the permission to give us our bodies just a few minutes to, to mm -hmm. get it together and we'll come out of that crash and, and we'll be back to normal again. But did you have any other tips about that when we get kind of stuck in there or we just need to give ourselves some time? Well, I think we have to be in somewhat of a vigilant with assessing. And, um, you know, if people have put the work in to do the aligning, you're not trying to do, you know, complicated tasks when you're crashing. 
Um, cause you just set yourself up for failure. That's don't do that to yourself. That's just almost like self-flogging. Please don't do that. It, you know, if, if you really have to do something super complicated when you're crashing, then be patient and kind with yourself. Maybe pat yourself on the back that you're doing it. Maybe you have yourself a cup of tea or a little piece of chocolate, something that you feel like, Hey, it's okay. I know I'm, I know I'm at a low peak right now or a crash time and be kind because the verbal abuse that we, we tend to do to ourselves and I'm going to say, especially as women, um, that doesn't help at all because that just makes you mentally crash as well as the physical crash. And so I think that if you work on aligning these things and doing what you can, and then understanding the times that you cannot like, okay, my manager likes a 10 AM meeting. I know I'm in a crash time. So what can I do to be happier? Can I put on, um, a little lotion? Can I have my favorite tea? I saved my favorite tea for this time. It's almost like a reward for putting up with my supervisor when I'm crashing and I'm um, do something so that you feel a little happier, a little pep in your step, you know, on, on important meetings or days or certain things that, you know, you wear your favorite bright, you know, bright blue shirt or whatever, manipulate things so that you are feeling a little bit of a pump up without it being maybe caffeine or food, or maybe it is caffeine. I'm, I'm not hating on caffeine. It's just not my thing. So you've got to be hyper aware of these things. Once that happens, then you can be patient with yourself and say, oh yeah, you know what? We had a potluck at work and that's why I was kind of useless afterwards. Or you don't, you know, don't plan a potluck on this day when we've got a really big meeting coming up. That's a huge presentation because you've just sabotaged yourself. And then you're going to be like, why did, why was I not on my game? So it really is about awareness and I'm big on awareness. In fact, and I know you got a copy of the book. That's our first chapter is awareness, awareness, what I'm physically feeling, what I'm emotionally feeling, why am I feeling it? Because awareness, once you have that, you can pivot and shift and do all sorts of things. And you're more kind and patient with yourself and others, right? So not to belabor the point, but that's, it really is about that after, but you got to do the work and track these things first. Not just like, Hey, I think I got a crash about this time. or I think I got a, whatever actually log these things. And if you want, I'd be happy to share my handouts with you and you can share with your listeners. Um, yeah. I've got a whole like worksheet that it's got several pages to it. They can log it. It's like, you can just print it out and log it. I can get that to you and you can share it with people if they want it. It'll, they won't have to, you know, use binder paper. Yes, yes, definitely. And I'll make sure to include that link in the show notes. So yes, definitely want to okay. get that because I know that'll be super helpful. Yeah, it just saves time. And then people are like, wait, what was I, was I supposed to log what? It has all the instructions and everything on it. Perfect. Perfect. Well, this has been such a really, really good conversation. And you brought up one thing, which was your book. Um, and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that because it has been, I'm not even finished with it, but I'm really enjoying it. And I wanted you to share a little bit about it because I know that there's other moms that this could help, especially in um, their marriages so that we can have more marriages that are succeeding because the statistics are crazy when it comes to marriages that are failing. So talk to us a little bit about your book and where we can get it. Yeah. And the statistics right now with COVID, uh, my husband and I are both in this business of trying to help marriages and um, the we're so packed right now, COVID is really just 
been like a wrecking ball to marriages Um, because people can't get away from each other. They can't reset. There's, it's just, there's so much tension and stress. And so, um, and then uh, even things in the world that are just, you know, putting people, they're pitting people against each other, political stuff and all sorts of stuff. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm all about that. So my husband and I wrote a book and it's called words to love by. um, And the website for the book is words to love by book.com. And Basically, what we did is we sat down and we've been talking about this for like four years. We sat down and we were making lists of things that he and I both commonly see as like my, I'm seeing this over and over again with my clients, or I wish my clients understood this. I wish they were more aware. I wish they understood that, you know, the importance of this. I wish they understood that conflict, which is one of my favorite chapters, conflict is not a bad thing in relationships. Conflict is normal. If you don't have conflict, I am more concerned. If you have conflict, I can work with you. We can do that because that means you're, you still care and you're still trying to, you know, work something out. Um, and so we had these things that we were over and over again. It's almost like, I feel like I should be saying, oh, this is scenario 42. This is, everybody's dealing with this. You're not abnormal, but let's, you know, let's get you all, all on this. And my husband and I were like, we just need to write a book and just hand them out. Read chapter th- uh, three right now, because chapter three will save you in the, a meeting with me. Um, and we sat down and we made this list of these common things over and over again that we wish everybody knew. Cause I mean, there's only two of us. We can, we can't reach everybody. Um, so we wrote the book and it's, it's, I, I jokingly keep saying it's like a dream come true, but not for us. It's for our clients and for our people that will read it. That is like, oh my gosh, I didn't know. And like you and I had spoke, there's questions at the end of the chapters that are like, hey, for further this, and you can use it to talk to your mate. You don't have to do it with your mate, but you can. It's ideally suited for doing small groups um, or just reading. Like I have one client who's reading um, a chapter a week, her and her mate are doing a chapter a week and they're doing the questions and they got little journals and all that. So it's been a labor of love, but we decided in COVID when um, we love to travel, my husband and I, um, we love to travel. And during COVID, obviously we couldn't travel. And we're like, well, what are we going to do with our time? And he's, he's like, my husband says, I guess it's time to work on the book. Let's see how far we can get in during lockdown. And well, we got pretty far because the book is done. Um, you know, and so that's where we're at is, with the book is just getting it out there. It's on Amazon and other places. Amazon it's on right now is an ebook. Um, and I'm not sure when this is going to be out, but basically um, the, the post, um, the, the podcast, Tony Ann. So um, it's on pre-order right now until the end of May through Amazon, Barnes and Nobles and places like that. So uh, we happen to have hardback copies, but those are going to be sent out to people at the end of May. So it's kind of an exciting time. I I feel like we're birthing a whole new baby. I keep jokingly saying this is our COVID baby because we wrote it, delivered it and everything else during COVID. I love it. <laughs> and this is a great baby to have because yes, this is a we great this. baby. <laughs> this is a great baby because it doesn't require any changing or it doesn't cry at night. Although yes. I will tell you that my husband and I really know our stuff when it comes to relationships, but there is a learning curve to getting a book and promoting a book that I honestly was not quite ready for. 
So there is a whole bunch of learning going on. So in that aspect, it is like having a baby where they're like, wait, are they supposed to be doing this? Yes. So <laughs> there, there is that. And I'm like, okay, keep in mind, keep, keep happy about this. The like, wait, we have to post what we have to this. We have to, we have to log into this. We have, okay. You know, so it's, um, that's not my favorite part, the marketing. I mean, I love to talk about it, obviously, but uh, the writing of it and just knowing it was going to touch marriages. And um, and and I don't know if you've read some of it now that some of the stuff doesn't even have to be for marriages. You can like, I can apply this to relationships with my sister. I can yeah. apply this to my children. This is This is information that I can use for, you know, with coworkers. You're like, wow, this is about building stronger relationships. It doesn't have to be just a marriage. Yes. Yes. I totally agree. And the one that came to mind was gratitude. So yes, you are right. It doesn't all apply to just marriage. It is for relationships in general. So I'm so yeah. glad that you talked about the book. You definitely want to grab it because I've already been checking it out. And like I said, it's really, really good. Um, so I will she make got sure a to- cool insider yes. free copy. <laughs> yes, I did. I did. I do want to throw that out there, but it, it's been really, really good. The questions at the end are always like, Ooh, okay, well, I'm all right. So they're really um, helping challenge me and stretch me. And I'm, I'm super grateful for this book. So thank you for sending that insider edition for me so I can You're check welcome. it out. <laughs> well, Kimberly, this has been such a great conversation. I really, really enjoy having you on. Um, really quick, just let us know where we can find you online. If we want to connect with you, learn more about you, get in contact with you, all that good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, hey, I'm happy to be social. I'm not as social these days because I'm busy doing book stuff. But yeah, let's be social people. I um, My website is called cherishedwives.com. That's Cherished Wives. That's on Facebook as well and also Pinterest. So any of those. And then on Instagram, um, it's Miss Kimberly Walton. And then I am brand new to TikTok. Like I have something loaded up, but I don't have my face or my bio yet. So if you want to go in and find me on TikTok, I'd be happy to follow you back. Um, this weekend, we're, we are putting up the face and the bio on TikTok to be doing all that. Um, so I don't know if anybody out there even TikToks, but I'm like, oh my Lord, I am overwhelmed with some of this stuff. So there <laughs> is. <are> so cute. <laughs> I, well, I look at some of these things and I'm like, oh man, but I have, I have some colleagues that are like, Kimberly, I need you on TikTok. I need to, you know, I want to plug your book. I wanted this and that. And I'm like, okay, here I go. Cause I feel like TikTok's like for the younger people. And cause I'm like almost 60. I probably, people say you don't sound it or look it, but I'm like, I'm almost 60. I'm not going to be out there dancing in front of this stuff. Sorry, folks. Don't <laughs> expect the dancing. Um, maybe I'll do a twist or something. I don't know. But anyway, so that's where you can find me is either cherishedwives.com. Um, and that has all my social media there or Miss Kimberly Walton. Perfect. Perfect. And again, I'll make sure all of those links are in the show notes. Ms. Kimberly, thank you so much again for coming on. This has been so much fun and I really, really enjoyed talking to you today. Now that does it for this episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. To find the links and show notes, head on over to realhappymom.com slash 182. And you want to make sure that you go over there because got a special treat for you from Miss Kimberly. Thank you, Miss Kimberly. We are going to be treating you with something special. So head on over to that link to get that special treat from her. And make sure you stay tuned for next week for another full episode. Next week, we're going to be talking about some ways that we can eat healthy while we're 
we're on vacation because we've got to keep this nice, cute figure of ours and not lose it to all those cookies and cake out there. <laughs> well, at least that's what I tell myself. So if you are wanting to get some help with how you can eat better while you're on vacation, make sure you stay back here with me next Tuesday for another full episode. That's it for this time. Take care and with lots of love. Thank you.